Hi everybody, this is Kayla with Quorum of the Two Apostates podcast, and I am going to be recording our first episode as a mini episode. And we're doing this because both of us hosts are super busy with all of our um, schooling and everything like that. We're actually just finishing finals right now this week, and I had an experience with a Mormon missionary that I grew up with that I am excited to kind of talk about and get off my chest while it's still kind of fresh in my mind. So with this, um, I reached out to this missionary because they had posted on their Instagram um, this post, and I'll read it off to you exactly. I'm not going to mention a name because I feel like that's probably kind of disrespectful, but the post says stump the missionaries. And the actual post caption says, I'm starting a new segment called Stump the Missionaries. I'm going to start answering questions, the hardest questions. Everyone has those real questions about religion. I'm not stupid. I know believing is hard. So put your questions down and see if I, and then in parentheses it says, most likely it's actually the Holy Ghost, can answer your questions. Try to stump me. I don't think you can. So... In this, I went ahead and I was like, you know what, I do have some questions, I have some real questions, and I'd like, you know, some answers for it. So I got on there and I commented this from my own Instagram account. I said, why does the church gaslight? The church put out information in 2017 letting us know that in the past they never put out false information and they were never not transparent about the way that the Book of Mormon was translated or the things Joseph Smith did in his life. And sorry guys, I'm really cold right now so I'm also shivering, but (laughs) you'll hear that in my voice. Um, So what I was saying uh, about what Joseph Smith did in his life. However, when Stephen Snow, a church educator, published an article in 2013, he spoke about how there was a tendency to keep records closed or at least not give access to the public. Even Russell Ballard has spoken about the, quote, different versions of the first vision. So why is the church lying to members about the church, about the history of the church? Members are being gaslighted every day. And gaslighting is a big thing in abusive relationships. It seems that the church is mirroring this and mentally abusing its members by making them not, um, sorry, I lost my place in this and I have to record this all in one go because this is, you know, new. Um, so it says, it seems that the church is mirroring that and mentally abusing its members by making them not trust their own memory or past publications the church has put out. Putting your faith in something completely for it to change and then to be told it's always been this way doesn't seem okay to me. Another question I have is why the church only puts stock into science that proves their point. Science is taught to be trusted, but when it proves something wrong about the church or something about the church wrong, then it is wrong, (laughs) even when it's been tested and a tried theory. So how would you answer these questions? So I put all these down. Um, I didn't super like back it by evidence or something, but they are questions that I have and um, questions that I was hoping this missionary could answer for me. So the missionary that I had uh, addressed posted my entire comment 
um, as a picture on their account, which is totally fine, and captioned it. And the answer was in the caption, so I'm just going to read this off as well. Um, So this missionary says, here's one of the questions I've received, referring to the picture comment of what I had said. Um, they say, side note, these are my best answers. So if you discuss, or if you have more questions, message me and we can discuss it further. None of the answers I give are official church statements. Then they go on to say the first question, the statement released by Stephen Snow was more likely, most likely referring to our records that aren't available to the public, such as our membership records, which according to privacy policy, we cannot share that information with others. Most, if not all, records that are available for everyone to read are not related to gospel topics in the slightest. Next question. There are various versions of the first vision because Joseph Smith told the story to a few different people. These people recorded the story and didn't write it exactly the same as the other one. I don't think I've ever told a story again word for word like I did the first time. The important thing is that all versions in this account are still in harmony with each other. None of them are in dispute with one another. All these, all base facts in the vision are the same and it tells the same story in every account. Next question. The question of science is too vague. I'm not sure which instances you're thinking of, but if you have one, message me and we can discuss it. The last thing that this person says is... I have full confidence in the Lord's church and any dispute or question of its virtue or truthfulness can be put to rest because God is the same today, yesterday, and forever. He is one eternal round, and I know the church does not lie to its members. Come sit in any chapel and feel the spirit. Don't focus on the facts. The Lord speaks to our hearts, and you can feel his love through holy scriptures. I invite everyone to play, pray sincerely to ask what is truth. So I see this and I'm kind of frustrated. Well, more than frustrated. I'm, I'm honestly kind of mad. We're going to be real here <laughs> because um, first thing from what I could tell with Stephen Snow and correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, if I have any out there, um, Stephen Snow is a church educator, like I said, and when he was referring to um, keeping things um, not very public in the church, he was not talking about member records. That's always been something that they didn't want to divulge to the public. That's just like privacy policy thing like Facebook has. They don't want to give out your phone number and your address or whatever the hell else you put in there. Um, Stephen Snow was legitimately speaking about the... um, different versions of the first vision, for example, or anything in general about the church, which if you're listening to this and you're an ex-Mormon, you know uh, how many how many things that are taught to you as a child and when you go and find out more information or even just church-approved information, uh, it's incorrect in comparison to what you learned as a child. So I... I felt very strongly, you know, that I need to respond to this and I want to respond to it publicly. I don't want to message her, message her because I feel like messaging is not, um, it's not the way to go because other people have these questions. As she said in her first post, her Stump the Missionaries post, um, I really wanted to 
I really just wanted it to be public. But before we move on to what I had responded to her publicly, um, before she posted her answer um, in that new post with my comment screenshotted, she messaged me because, like I said, I grew up with this girl. And she says, are you good, man? Is everything okay? Which, like, I appreciate her asking that. That was really nice of her. And I said, yeah, everything's fine. (laughs) Lol, why do you ask? And she said, I was just wondering because you just had a big comment on my post. It sounded kind of angry and I wanted to check if everything was okay. I know I'm a missionary for the church and stuff, but I always love the people first. So I wanted to say sorry if you've ever been hurt by the church before or if anything has offended you. It's been a long time since we talked. How have you been? And I said, no, I legit have questions. That's why I commented and asked. Um, And then I asked her if she's doing great. We kind of chatted about some uh, personal stuff from when we knew each other before. And she then let me know, okay, I'll pray about your questions and comment and answer for you. Um, And I said, okay, uh, looking forward to responses. Thank you. And she said, okay, I'll do my best, but no promises. I'm just a wee girl. Like she's just a small starting out missionary, basically, which I totally understand. Like I know that she's starting out. Um, so after, after that, she posts that response and I'm like, like I said, frustrated, like, oh my gosh, that's not, that's not the answers I was looking for. I felt like she didn't do her research, like I said. So I was, I was like, all right, well, I want to respond to this and clarify what I'm speaking about specifically and kind of back it up and make sure that she knows, um, what I'm talking about. So I go in, I try to comment on this post and the girl deleted my first comment. So I got kind of mad and I'm sitting there in bed with my mans and I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) And he's like, well, just double check that it actually got deleted. Um, and it, and it did. So I just tried to comment again and I was like, okay, well at least I'm not blocked from commenting. I'll just try to comment a few more times. So I go in and I paste my comment in sections. And as I'm pasting it, I realize that they're getting deleted because I have a huge comment, right? So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me. (laughs) So I go in and I'm like, you know what, whatever. I won't even comment then if that's the way it's going to be. I think that's super disrespectful of her to, you know, we're having this great conversation. I hadn't thrown out any swear words. I hadn't been rude. I'd even spoken with her over messenger about, you know, personal things and, um, didn't seem like anything bad that I was saying. So I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to go ahead and messenger and let her know, um, what my clarifications are and we'll go from there. But by the way, I was pretty mad. (laughs) So I message her and I say, hi, I think my comments got deleted like three times in a row. I feel like it makes sense to publicly speak about my questions. I'm sorry. I'm not coming at with, I'm sorry. I'm not coming at you with ill intentions. I've actually I actually have questions and it's confusing that they're getting trashed. And then I did a little laughy face and then I said, but I'll send you what I have, I guess, just to make more sense. uh, It just makes more sense to comment it and have other people see it in case they're looking for answers too, which I feel really strongly about. I feel like if you have questions about something, everybody should get to see that question and everybody should get to see your answer. But anyway, I go on to say from all my research, Stephen Snow was specifically speaking about how the church has sometimes hidden things like the first vision, like how the first vision really occurred. 
He's not referring to member records. For example, when I grew up out in Clark Ward with, or <laughs> with you, whatever, it's fine. They'll never figure it out. <laughs> I was taught that Joe looked through stones. And I'd say Joe as in Joseph Smith because I don't want to give him the respect of saying Joseph Smith uh, just because, you know, he's a known pedophile. Um, so I always say Joe. I was taught that Joe looked through the stones, the Urim and Thummim, to translate the golden plates. I colored pictures of this depiction, I had many lessons, I taught my friends about it, watched Mormon videos and animations on it as well. It was in all of our teachers' textbooks for us that way, but now we are learning, and we, I mean the church in general, the youth of the church, um, we are learning because the public, and then I put in parentheses, because the public is gaining knowledge of these already public church records, what was really recorded. That Joe, for the largest part of translation, stuck his head in a hat in order to see, quote, words that God showed him, unquote, to translate. For example, Brad Wilcox, who's a famous church educator, I think he does music too on top of that, he goes and does talks. I've actually physically been in a chapel and in a seminary building listening to this man speak. So I, like, I know <laughs> that he has um, reliable church information. He's not been excommunicated by the church. He's a large church spokesperson. Um, so I say, for example, Brad Wilcox has even put out a video explaining why he thinks that Joe had to put his head in a hat in order to receive information from God. As a child, I've been taught to the church, by the church, to value facts in order to believe what people say. This was so I could explain to people why they were wrong when I when met with quote perversions of the church teachings unquote. Because of this I've always been very skeptical unless I can fully see something happening as a result of my actions or as a result of others actions. I was taught within the church that lying by omission is even a huge sin which if you were in the church I guarantee you there has been so many times that you've been told that lying by omission is terrible. So <laughs> I'm just coming at her with like really my core beliefs and values. So I say a white lie is still a, white, a lie no matter how you frame it. It can hurt and misinform people and completely break their trust. This is one way in which I feel and many others feel that they have been gaslighted. So then I go on to explain what gaslighting is because I want to make sure that she knows um, specifically what I'm talking about. So I say gaslighting is, quote, manipulating by psychological means into questioning their own sanity, unquote. And that's a dictionary definition. So then I go on to explain gaslighting is a common mechanism uh, in parentheses, like stated before in parentheses, that... Uh, people use in order to keep a person in a mentally or even physically abusive relationship. It is inflicted by giving somebody straight facts or observable evidence of an action, then later acting like the action was never inflicted upon the person, therefore causing said victim to feel as if they couldn't believe their own senses and experiences. Because I have been taught specifically to, quote, follow the prophet and chanted, quote, follow the prophet, he knows the way, unquote, or the last verse of this song, quote, now we have a world where people are confused. If you don't believe it, go and watch the news. We can get direction all along the way if we heed the prophets, follow what they say, unquote. 
I have learned to one, watch for facts myself, observe and trust my own judgment. So I'm saying because of that song, I learned, uh, go and watch the news, observe and watch facts, trust my own judgment. Number two, follow the prophet from that song. Cause that's one of my favorite primary songs as a kid. So I say, number two, follow the prophet as well. These two things conflict greatly when I find that I have been lied to, even if it's a white lie, like I said, about something as simple as Joe's first vision. So then I say, I hope this clears up anything that I have questions about and it was more specific. I can also be more specific as to what I'm asking about with scientific inconsistency with members of the church as well as with church authorities. It will take me a while to type this up as well. Thanks for letting me have this opportunity to ask questions with you. So I I ended this off really respectfully and if I'm wrong, like let me know if you felt like this wasn't very respectful of a way to address this missionary because if if it was, I want to know how to address it better because I actually want to have conversations with these people. I want to understand how they justify the white lies that I feel like I've been told and things like that. Like, I really do want to know. Um, so anyway, it's, it's been a couple days since I sent that last message. It's since, um, I think Sunday night, which was two days ago. It's Tuesday now. And, uh, so I messaged her today at around like two o'clock and I say, Hey, it's been a couple days. Did you have to like talk to a missionary zone leader about the situation? Cause If she's a new missionary, of course, I might, you know, she might have had to talk to somebody about it and ask how she could answer the questions, which is totally fine if she did. Um, And I said, still looking for answers. And she says, no, I haven't. I just have been busy with other things. I suggest that you honestly do some soul searching and just ask God himself. If you want to check it out, it's not a church website or anything, but here's a website that talks about all those types of questions. It's called Faith More, or excuse me, FairMormon.com. So she linked me to it. Um, FairMormon.com is the nonprofit organization dedicated to proving well-documented answers to the criticisms of LDS doctrines, is what it says here. Um, so I said, all right, well, thanks anyway. I won't be talking with God about these things because I was looking for answers from a real person that I know. Sorry for commenting on your post. It seems like I may never get answers for these questions. I'll check out that website at least. And she said, you probably won't get answers until you ask God. Good luck. And I said, not to be rude, but God will not physically speak to me and tell me why I was lied to about these things. I'd rather not speak with somebody who's not going to answer me. So that's my um, big situation that I had, or my big um, confrontation, I guess, I had with this missionary. She's really, really nice girl. Like, I truly think she's a great person, but I did have questions for her because she's somebody that I grew up with. I knew her really well. I went to church with her. Um, I just felt like she'd be a really good resource and because she knew me personally, she'd be somebody that would actually be willing to speak with me about something. And so I was like, hell, let's take the chance. Um, and Hey, maybe I'm closed off. Maybe you just have to be a not closed off person to get the answers that you want to get or something, which probably true. And by the way, I'm driving. So, but it's okay. I have my headphones in, (laughs) um, so maybe you just have to not be a closed off person. You have to whatever to get the answers that you're looking for. But honestly, I'm really disappointed because 
I figured, you know, she said, stump the missionaries, figured I'd give it a shot, figured I'd get an answer. I don't qualify an answer to a question uh, that's a successful answer as go ask God yourself, because I was looking for an answer from the missionaries. And I think, you know, the missionaries, they ask, they tell you in church, you know, go to the missionaries if you're having questions. They'll, they'll make sure that you get the answers that you need. And um, it's not the answer that I needed. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to try with another missionary or hell, if there's any members listening, come at me with your answers, but please don't let them be go pray because I'm not going to pray. <laughs> I want real answers. Like, did I get lied to because the prophets are scared of exposing the misinformation? Why did I get lied to? Please come at me with a real answer. Um, I want to know. Let's have a conversation. And I think this is going to be the end of this mini-sode. Um, but if you guys have any um, interest in requesting topics or sending in stories to us, I would love to read stories. I'll read them just like I did now. Um, I don't have to say your name, but I would love to read other people's stories with the questions that they're having about the Mormon church or the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, however you guys want to say it. Um, I'd love it. It would be so much fun because I just love sharing experiences and I just want to make sure everyone who is going through this process of losing their faith or finding their faith actually heard because I feel like it's something that when I was leaving the church, I never got to talk about. So I ended up doing all the research I could. Um, I found a podcast, shout out to Not So Molly Mormon podcast, you guys rock, um, that really made me feel included. And I want to do the same thing for people who are my age. I'm 21. Um, and so I just want to be relatable to anybody who is interested in this type of stuff and interested in learning about other people's experiences. I want to feel validated. I want you guys to feel validated. Um, I'm going to try to get our other host to record an episode with us within the next week or so. Um, hopefully we can get everything together with school because like I said, we're done with school at the end of this week. Um, so yeah, just go ahead and reach out to us. You can find us on Patreon at Quorum of the Two Apostates. Um, and then we're on Instagram as Quorum of the Two Apostates. And you can find us on Spotify. And I'm pretty sure I, or the Apple Podcast app. We're trying to get everything taken care of. So, uh, and if I didn't already say, we're on Spotify. So <laughs> Quorum of the Two Apostates, thank everybody for listening. I really appreciate anybody who went through my shaky voice uh, to listen to this full episode and hear my experience. And um, I love you. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful day.